Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. Did that make it oh, Ricky, on the Ricky, air? Ricky, Ricky. Oh. I don't think so. I think it cut right before. Good. I can't let my beatboxing skills get out. Otherwise, everybody's going to be asking you to do it. Yeah, so many people will ask me to beatbox for them. <laughs> Come on, please, Father Michael, you beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know y'all are asking for just some updates on how things have been going over here. In El Ejercito? Um, yes, in El Ejercito. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's that's Spanish for La Militad. <laughs> La Militad. La Militad. Is that millipede? <laughs> it's a rare insect, only found in the army. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, so... Uh, I was talking to my, my contractor guy who uh, is Mexican and in the hallway we were talking about this project we were doing and a millipede came out is it a millipede the brown one with all the kind of hairy looking legs and uh he called it a cien peso or cien pies a hundred legs <laughs> mm. like wow well, i guess that's what millipede means or or that'd be a thousand legs uh oh man Ooh. that would be a thousand legs Mil- but yeah, cent- like centipede that's a centipede legs. that's yeah. what it is not a millipede uh-huh. centipede Anyways, yeah. yeah, I mean, everything's, it's super fun being up here, dudes. Um, like you step out in the morning and there's helicopters flying around all over and you know, like here. Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. That's how I start most of my homilies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, it doesn't I mean, really get old. That. <laughs> oh, they love it. Yeah. Uh, get a couple of fist pumps. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll just tell this story because it's really, it was a real grace moment yesterday. Um, it was my fourth year priesthood anniversary yesterday. Oh, um, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thanks, dudes. Thanks, dudes. Um, kind of mind-blowing that it's been four years and... Um, yeah. So we had yesterday morning, we had a, a cast scheduled, but we met with the, our commander met with a bunch of other commanders and our general and the general gave specific directed command orders to our commanders to fix stuff because he's new and that's what you do when you come in and you try and get things right. So all of our commanders immediately tried to implement all of the fixes at once. And so it was like, tomorrow morning, everybody, 100% accountability, we're doing a five-mile ruck run because that's what the commander wants and we're going we're gonna to do it all tomorrow morning. And so that was like implemented immediately. So yesterday morning on, on the, my four-year anniversary, hmm. I'm like dressed in my full uniform, got my rucksack on. And we're running. It's like a five-mile ruck run with, you know, X amount of weight in your ruck. And usually when I do those, I'll get out my rosary and just kind of pray and zing along. 
uh, as you're just kind of trotting along. Um, it's, it's honestly a great, great time to pray the rosary. And I remembered that 11 years ago, probably close to the same day, um, I was doing a ruck run out in Washington in Fort Lewis and was praying the sorrowful mysteries and was the first time that I really heard the call to be a priest. And it was just a wild thing to remember that, that Mm. almost 11 years ago to the day I was doing the exact same thing, praying the rosary, doing a ruck run, but now I'm doing it as a priest on my four year anniversary, like surrounded by all these soldiers and having a good time, like motivating them. And, uh, some people are falling out and so you got to take care of them and just start joking and, you know, joking and smoking with the, the other Joes that are running along. And it's just, it's unbelievably fun and it's very, very fulfilling to, to be up here. Um, and to remember like, wow, the Lord kind of put this plan into place 11 years ago and I'm doing the thing here we are like really doing it. Um, and it just, yeah, it's been great. So I thought that was a kind of a cool story. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was, um, that is very cool. I was very intrigued what you're sharing just before we started recording. Uh, I think you said it's very easy to be a priest. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Any, anything else to say on that? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I like it too. I like it too. And I think what I meant by that was uh, people are, you just have to be there with people. And it seems like the Lord has kind of um, just set up a bunch of moments that uh, like if you just show up and you follow him, he's going to make stuff happen. And I just simply show up and hang out with soldiers. And next thing I know, we're having like great real deal conversations. Um, and I have, I have mass scheduled throughout the day and throughout my week. And so that's like integrated in really well. But a lot of those, what I would consider like priestly moments where you're working with people that are on existential and spiritual margins and trying to navigate that terrain, maybe not in a Catholic worldview or or anything like that, but that's, that's where they are. They may not be able to articulate it in that way, but to be able to walk with them and kind of guide them in those, those like rare, what do we call like sacred moments? They pop up all the time, all the time. Why do you think that I is? I think that's I, I I think that's where they live. Like mm. just because of uh I mean it's high stress. Um and the possibility of like war and violence and death are on the front of their minds frequently. Um and so that it just kind of puts them in that place. And you can either become numb to it or you can try and wrestle with a lot of that stuff. Um, and what I found is a lot of guys, they, they do have really good questions about it and they're, they're thinking, they're thinking a lot. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, even our training exercises, like 
if you mess up, you're somebody could die. Mm-hmm. Those cannons that I showed you guys. Mm-hmm. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, or you mess something up, that thing will shred you. That that's yeah. a that's a no mistake zone. You know, and not many people go to work every day with the potential of getting blown in half by the by the reverb of a howitzer, you know? Yeah, I cut my finger the other day. <laughs> Dude, talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dangerous okay. work I do. Yeah. I was cutting the was... ivy back from our window and I, I just sliced my finger. Dude, it bled for like minutes. I didn't even think about that. Man, yeah. I cut stuff. Like it could happen. Yeah. Fortunately, it's not a zero mistake zone. I made a mistake and I'm still here. But if you did that, man, you did that a hundred times. It's like a no 100 mistake zone. (laughs) That's that's true, man. Oh, the other thing I'm thinking about too, is that it's a lot of young people, guys and gals, right? That's very true. Yeah. Are you, would you say you're on the older side of the median? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the, the younger and the enlisted force, which is really like that they say it's the backbone of the army are non-commissioned officers and down. Almost all of them are younger than me. The mm-hmm. officer corps, I'm probably like right in the middle of it, but, but it's true. It kind of puts a lot of the people that I deal with in that 18 to 22 range. I say, 18 to 30 that's like really the the meat of the soldiers that we have and that's all seeking time period that's that's seeking brain mm-hmm. mode as a human person um so that's definitely an added element to it as well mm-hmm. i'm a little curious i can't remember if this is the last time we were together we talked about the whole christian living idea um and I've been thinking about uh, like living communion, especially in the priesthood. Just the other night, <clears throat> I was kind of not overwhelmed, but <clears throat> what happens sometimes with me when I'm in stressful circumstances like this stuff with my dad, I'll just sort of like in a quiet moment kind of feel the void Um and think like, what am I going to do to fill this void? And mm-hmm. it's decision time of like, well, all right, I have to um, go to God, the only one who uh, can answer these questions. Um, but then there's the uncertainty of what's he going to, what's he going to say? Or what's he going to do? Is he going to make it? I could make it go away, but I don't want to. Um, my like shutting down into myself and uh i thought i'll just call somebody but it was it took me a while to even like assent to that i'm like who gonna who am i gonna call and i ended up calling a friend of mine derek and uh chatting and just telling him what was up and we shared and he had some stuff to share as well but uh thinking about that and obviously there's this part of your life mike but um how do you feel in a circumstance like that i could see it being easy to fall into workahol patterns because you're just like, wow, there's infinite religious questions and 
existential uh, feelings of these people that are younger than me and that I'm responsible for. Um, yeah. Do you sense that it's, there's a way to live, live communion and um, like in the midst of it, just thinking like, what if Jesus, well, Jesus is a soldier in you, you know, he's a, he's a, he's an officer in the U S army um, offering his body, blood, soul, and divinity, you know, for these, for these people that are serving our country this way. Um, it's not a job, you know, it's your, it's your life. Um, do you sense that there's a tension there or am I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's in the communion, um, like live in authentic community, the authentic Christian living is probably more similar um, mm. to you guys because it's, it's people and like the work it's, it's a little bit different, but um, you know, if anything, one of the advantages that the military provides is that it, it provides a lot of relational crossover from work into life and Mm. and so that those things aren't always distinct and that can be a problem because that means your work is constantly creeping into your life and there's not that clear distinction so it can lead to workaholic type tendencies but it also means that like a lot of the people that you work with you're with them so much you go out camping and it's your job you know, it's more right. than, it's more than camping, but like you just spend that much time together, um, that it does become really strong, really strong bonds that you can form with people. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have to be mindful of is doing that intentionally and doing that really well and kind of doing it on Jesus's terms because a lot of those bonds can be formed around, um, like it's essentially non-christian values and that those are really fun and a lot of soldiers will engage in that stuff but like i think that's where the distinction has to be made where i am one of you and also different in some capacity Mm -hmm. and so i'm going to hopefully create another community that gives a place for people to go um that offers real life real community there um, and I'm, I'm still feeling that out and seeing what that's going to be like, but mm. I think the possibility of creating authentic friendships up here is, is very real. And we have a Catholic community too. So I help out at the main post chapel and like I'll celebrate mass for the families and, um, lots of different elements like that still exist. There's a place on post for if people can make visits to the blessed sacrament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. So we do adoration for 30 minutes and confessions before every daily mass. Um, oh, nice. It's great, man. They're like a lot of soldiers come. It's so cool. Hmm. And their families and like working with young moms with kiddos and their husbands are away. You're like, yeah, man, that's great. Great. Yeah. I, I love those elements of it. That's very cool. Do you have like a couch or anything on your walls yet? How's your, how's your living sitch? I have a bed and 
my mom's so smart. She was like, hey, buy some nice outdoor patio furniture and you can just use it for your furniture until mm-hmm. you get something permanent. Because I'm, I, I have a sofa that's coming that somebody's going to give to me, but it's not coming until later. So I just have to wait. I have to wait like another week for it to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not adulting very well, guys. That's all right. Oh, you got patio furniture. That's nice. <laughs> I, I did that when I first moved into this place. I, there was nothing in it. I, and I uh, I was sitting in some lawn chairs. Yeah, what's a realistic timeline to decorate and furnish your home? When you got five-mile rucksacks every morning? Uh, it's busy, know. man. It's ten busy. Days. Ten days? Yeah. You've been there more than ten days? Yeah. Oh, well, you're way behind. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang wow. it. Dang it. I'd say a month, month and a half, you should be at least like Yeah, uh, okay. Able okay. to have people over. Yeah. Have a person over. Yeah. And be able to sit and eat a meal that you could cook. Well you should have pans and stuff. I have pans. I have pans. My lean cuisine game is on point. Is on point dude oh you do a little salt and pepper on that and oh call it good yeah there's not enough salt in it (laughs) gonna add it my mom was very unhappy about my lean cuisine game i've been getting in my grill game dude i got my got a grill for my birthday um well i i paid for part of it but uh that was my ask for my mom like hey i think i need a grill for the house because we have one for newman but it's a half a block away and you just when it's time for dinner you're not going to go walk a half a block to grill your meats so now i have it right on the balcony nice what type of grill little two burner weber um it's called the spirit two and it's working great i've been grilling i would say three nights a week wow Mm -hmm. all different proteins I have found that grilling is actually one of those little events that becomes a social event. Yeah, because it's outdoor meat smells. Oh, dude, it's the best. It's kind of warm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What well, is warm? You can kind of get around it and, mm-hmm. uh, hey, you give some uh, little armchair quarterback comments. Yeah. You think I was ready to flip? Yeah. Man, nice lines. Mm. <laughs> Do you see those lines? Mm. <laughs> I did. I do catch myself uh, watching some grilling YouTube. And uh, <laughs> that's often what the guy telling you how to grill will say is like, if you really want to impress your friends, you're going to get these grill lines. <laughs> it's true. It and for true. every kind of meat, it's like, don't touch it. If you want the grill lines, don't be moving it around. Don't press the burger down with the spatula and let all the juices out. Just. Don't touch it. The meat is the star. You are not the star. <laughs> That's it, man. That's a great so, line. Yeah, I've been just trying to let the meat be the star. Mm. That's a good. Could you get a grill there? Or would it not be your your living situation is kind of temporary, right? You're yeah. No, I can't apartment. have a grill. Um, but they provide what? grills for us, so they oh. have created like little hangout areas. Nice here and in the apartments, but little army grills. Little 
They're normal size grills. Oh, no big army grills. grills. <laughs> I was just thinking like that little gun that you sent, that <laughs> tiny little cannon. Dude. Is everything little in the army? <laughs> everything on post automatically becomes an army something. Yeah, it's like, right. These aren't just oh, my, benches. These are army benches. This is my army shirt. This is an army these are my shirt. army earbuds. Uh-huh. Yep. Yes. That's my army car. How do you know? <laughs> Because I'm in the army. That's it. <laughs> this is my army car. I brought it from home, but now it's army car. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, you said something earlier I wanted to just, uh, just circle back to. You said reverb from a howitzer? Yeah. Say more about that. What is that? Well, did you see did, the... Is that a howitzer? Saw... The, the th- that's the howitzer, the thing that mm-hmm. you sent us? Yeah. Yeah. With that's a so... shell like this long? Dude, it's huge. No, bigger. Dude, <laughs> really? the shell is like the size of... Your forearm? No, bigger than that, man. It's Jimungo. Uh, that's probably right. Yeah. Um, But y'all you saw just the... Lo- you just took a look at your forearm and realized how Jimungo it is? You're like, oh my gosh. This is... <laughs> I have a bigger forearm than I expected. It's about the size of a howitzer shell. <laughs> my forearm is shockingly long. Um, y'all saw the 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 kickback the repercussion yeah in fact i was trying to get frame by frame to see like what is it that's catching is there like a thing that on the back of it that catches it Mm -hmm. yeah it's like planted into the ground yeah Hmm. yeah so they'll our team throws those cannons out of an airplane that's connected to a big crate and has parachutes and it Mm -hmm. lands and they have like specific it's kind of like cardboard cushion that uh, like it softens the blow and the cannon lands from out of the airplane and then they jump after the cannon and then they'll dismount they'll move the cannon into firing position and start firing within 30 minutes of Mm -hmm. a drop Mm -hmm. so they can be laying that that thing shoots up to 30 kilometers it's like 18 miles something like that Within 30 minutes, they can be laying down serious firepower after jumping and throwing that thing out of an airplane. I had mentioned that I did cut my finger the other day, right? Dude, it's crazy. I was on a ladder, yeah. These guys are crazy, man. But if you stood in the wrong spot and they fired that thing, it would would, blow your leg off. You mean like behind it? Behind it. Not not even in front of it. Mm Mm-hmm. That thing would eviscerate you, dude. Right. <laughs> it was so loud. I I couldn't control myself when it would fire off. Like I was that was the other frame by frame thing I was looking at was watching the guys just put their fingers up to the ear for like just a split second that the thing fired and then back down. You could just tell that they'd seen it a million times. They're I don't know how they're all not deaf. <laughs> yeah, and they only they just put their finger in their ear. And the, but the guy standing right next to it didn't because he had things to do with his hands. So is he wearing yeah. like molded earplugs that are like deep in there? I need to say yes, even though oh my he gosh, was not. Dude. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. It's insane. It, it's totally insane. He needs to do that. <laughs> he does need to do that. <laughs> what a dumb... Oh gosh, that is such a 20-year-old guy thing it's to do. So like, I'm dumb. fine. <laughs> It's so dumb. It's one I'm of those where it's deaf like, when I'm 40. That's no, not, not a big deal. It's it's definitely one of those where it's like, ear pro, give me a break. And you're like, 
okay. when you said earlier about the non-christian values and it's like it's fun it's easy to bro out like it it definitely it's on a totally different scale and different uh vibe but the fire fire crew is sort of like this where you're out kind of camping with these guys it's just your you share life and work with the same guys for like six months and it's fun but you do I, I found it was like sometimes draining and I didn't know why and it was because there was just like a little bit of a macho bravado um cussing just talking about things very cavalierly and an irreverence that uh it would get old you know um and i could see that being the case like or just there was i remember there was one guy jeff who was in grad school and also had been a firefighter for a long time so he's sort of like the assistant to the boss um but was sort of you could just tell was like on his way into bigger and better things whereas i was like just finishing college and I'd never done this thing. So I'm like throwing myself in it, like learning how to run a chainsaw and uh, try to be cool like all these firefighters. And he was sort of like just any time that we were staying up late on a fire, messing around and joking around and telling stories, he was like off in his tent, just going to sleep. Like he'd just had enough of it, I I mm-hmm. could tell. Um, mm-hmm. And so not that he was um, thought that he was better than anybody or, you know, made us feel bad, but um now looking back on it, I can kind of see how that would be the case. And um, I would imagine being a priest and seeing a kid be the howitzer loader dude and just be like, ear pro, whatever. I'd be like, dude, <laughs> please wear the earplugs. I'll be the mom here. <laughs> That's a stupid thing to feel cool about that you're too much of a dude, bro, to protect your hearing yeah but it's like in that world each profession well we all have this stuff but like for their specific profession that's a part of the culture yes the tough guy culture is there right for the tankers it's like they pride themselves on having clean boots because they never get off their tank Hmm. you're like that's so weird but they that's it they love it and so e- each of the different professions, they have their own like tough guy, important standard. That's not a standard, but that mm-hmm. they follow because it's a part of the culture. And then the chaplains have like no calluses. Like our hands are like pillows. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They're, they're for chalices, not, not calluses. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. I've carpal tunnel from typing. <laughs> <laughs> Priesthood. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't even have one of those little wrist things on my keyboard, like to keep my wrists up. I'm just always cockeyed, and I'm <laughs> my knuckles are screwed, dude. <laughs> what do you think? Is there in that like, um, have you noticed anything that you would say like outside of the calling it like the tough guy culture, mm-hmm. but in anything of like, oh man, there's something like like actually really good there that um, like you could personally hone in on or anything i I was thinking this yeah is, this is off like an offshoot of it but i've always there's like and there's a story i'm thinking of but there's multiple people that i think fall into it but i think i don't know who told me but it was like a priest they really respected like well after retirement this guy like he worked into his his 80s 
and not as like a workaholic. He just thought he had more to give the church. And so he did. So he slowed down like administratively, but he, he would go into the office every day and he would always be in like a clerical suit when he did, even into his eighties. And he just thought that like, that was, even though he was in a, in a sense retired, he would, he was like, no, like I, I owe that to the people that like I'm around and kind of like the dignity of the office that I still want to offer the church. Um, and I was like, Ooh, there's something like really good about that. I mean, you see anything like that, that you've noticed of like, man, this is unique, but, but really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it, it comes from that, like they take a lot of pride in their work Hmm. and, I, I was really lucky. I kind of invited myself in. That's a cool thing that you can do as a chaplain. You, you can just say, like, you can invite yourself into any meeting. There, there's nothing that's off limits. And so you can just kind of sponge and soak up everything from all these different, um, all these different sections within the group where normally it would be like anybody else's profession. If it's not in your lane, then don't bother with it. You know, it's like need to know basis. You need to be doing your job and sticking your lane. The chaplain is any lane. It's everything. Mm. And so you just get to go wherever you want. It's awesome. Um, but I, I popped in on uh, an NCO uh, promotion board where they bring in specialists who are trying to be promoted to a sergeant in E5, which is a non-commissioned officer. And you have this panel and they grill these guys. They grill them and they come in in their, their army service uniform. It's like looking very, very sharp. That's their, their dress blues essentially. And they have to stand at the position of attention and they have to profess the NCO creed and they get reamed with all these different questions about standards and practices and procedures. And the couple that I saw there, these are young guys, but the dignity that they, mm. they had in like striving to be uh, the backbone of the army and to be excellent um, was like, was moving. It was yeah. honestly very, very powerful to watch because they, they really believed in what they were doing and the dignity that they carried around their profession revealed to me the, the dignity of, of the profession in a way that I hadn't, I don't think I had seen before. Um, and I, I think a lot of those like just natural human virtues are the just great ground to begin with and to work with. And, mm -hmm. and so I, I see a lot of that in place and it may be immature at times. Sure. But like a part of that, no head ear pro thing is no, this is how you really do this job. Because back in the day, this is how they did it. And this is a part of our tradition and a part of our history. And I want to be a real gunner. That, that, that's, a, that's all baked into that. You know, but there's negative aspects to it. I want to be cool and I want to impress my first sergeant and all that different stuff. But there also is something really, really good that you can work with. Yeah. It's like you're part of something much bigger than yourself. The tradition of it. Um, the lore of the 82nd Airborne and then the fact that you're now in charge of of these other guys and they look up to you. There's there's not a lot in the wider culture that calls especially men to that kind of um, 
dignity and and self-sacrifice which then gives you self-confidence and self-esteem really like look at me they chose me to be an nco that's the backbone of the army Um, yeah and i like i'm good and i have meaning real real purpose and value you totally see how that's well you got to get going yeah i know rob you do yeah i get a bolt i wish man there's more i have more questions and thoughts on that but i do gotta go well, hey, next time I know you have been trying to like do the Christian living thing. I want to see what how that's been going. For next time. Lean, is your lean cuisine game on point and et cetera? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, later, guys. See ya. Follow Free Dogs North on Instagram. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisc, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Good girl.